Welcome to the American and the Immigrant Podcast. I'm Cameron. And I'm BK. All right. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. So we do have a new format. We're back. Uh, this is our second season. So we decided, you know, we wanted maybe things to go a little bit faster, uh, touch on, on more topics and spend less time on just a single deep dive into one one thing. Uh, so that's what we got today. Um, so basically, we're going to hit you know, just to break it down really quickly for you, we're going to hit like three to four topics that are kind of current main top, you know, hot topics, things that are happening now, uh, whether it's like in the news, politics, um, even like entertainment and, and like sports and pop culture, that kind of stuff. And then we'll spend like the last 20 minutes of the of the episode diving deep into like one topic that um, that we both want to um, want to dig into and have a good discussion. Um, all right. So with that, we'll just dive right in. Um, and so uh happened about a week ago uh, give or take but um chadwick bozeman um uh passed away um uh and you know he's known obviously most well known for his role as black panther um but you know he was just like a, a very inspiring uh inspiring uh a man and it's like a great human being um so you know we just wanted to talk about that like the way that uh, the outpouring that has has come um, from his death uh, of just basically like love for this man. Um, so BK, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Um, this one is a little rough. This one's a little touchy, you know, it's, it touches on like on a lot of different things, you know, from men's health to, you know, such an iconic figure as being Black Panther and having that distinct look, you know what I mean? Uh, it was definitely a devastating loss for the, african-american community plus just the human race in general like he was such an amazing character an amazing person that beyond he transcended himself into a character and then that character i could like idolize in and represented so many things in that in that it, it, it just, just it's just a devastating loss you know what i mean and i don't know i don't know how uh, how his family's doing but it's 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 i can see the loss in the ripple effects that it has in like in the community on cyber world and the internet and you just see the outpours of love and you just see the effect of it and it's amazing but no tough loss another another the less you know definitely like everything you said i you know honestly like beyond him like being black panther which i think is like you know, that's how everyone just sort of envisions it. Like he literally yeah. is T'Challa. Like he's, yeah. like, you know, and and it's really cool for me too because I, you know, I'm a big like comic. Uh, you know, I was like a big DC Marvel fan, right? Uh, just like when I was a kid with like the comics and things like that. Um, but it's cool too because now I have kids and like, um, you know, my son. We watch Black Panther together, right? And you know, him being like biracial, it's like kind of cool, right? Just to have like him be that like that character and and yeah. like, really celebrate. And that embodied, um, yeah. Yeah, like really embody it and like, you know, African culture and just like, it's just really cool to like see that uh, when we were like before we just kind of had, you know, like, you know, Batman and, and they're all, you know, they all just look like white dudes, which, you know, it was fine, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. it was cool to see a different character. And and honestly, um, you know, it also kind of like made me think because, you know, I'm, I turned 37 in a few months and, uh -huh. you know, not to like make it like selfish or anything, but um, you know, I mean, he was just young. He was young yeah. to have like uh, colorectal cancer, and it's kind of raised awareness. Is about... it like forty two, forty three? 
Yeah, but I mean, he he was basically diagnosed, you know, in his his late thirties um, yeah. because he battled it, you know, for roughly like I think four years. Right. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I, you know, I just want to like make sure we point that out. You know, I think it's it's an important thing to like kind of also shine on men's health and that we need to, um, you know, just be, you know, like we need to get those checkups right, and we need to make sure that like we're on top of that. I found I just I just didn't know this, but sure. colorectal cancer is the number two uh cancer now uh for men that really takes a dead like yeah t- a second most deadliest cancer for men right um during during looking at this topic i was looking at his background and you know it's just one pushing another and one person representing and one person like being an idol and inspiring another person uh, i didn't know that denzel washington paid for uh chad's college tuition when chad didn't have enough money and chad uh denzel didn't know that he was paying for chad's school he just did it as uh, a charity uh, charity uh, giveaway and what is it eight uh, eight ten years later he had a chance to thank him and he thanked him on the stage and you just see the effects of that like the little charity that denzel washington did led to a uh, character who embodied giving, who embodied representation of like all the goodness of a human being, you know? And yeah, it's yeah. just the little, the little thing that you never notice that push on the people that you could, so you could just like tag on to the next person, inspire one to be one, you know what I mean? And it was, it was, it was cool. It was cool to learn yeah, yeah. the story and, and figure out and understand who he is as, as a person outside of right. the movies. Yeah, totally agree. And, yeah. uh, you know, and other people came up basically saying that he was just an outstanding human being. But you're right. It's it's a great reminder of like our interconnectedness. Yeah. So speaking of uh, interconnectedness, I, I guess it's more like Internet connectedness. Uh, yeah, that's terrible. Uh, but we want I want to talk about Zoom learning and, and virtual school. Yeah, I mean, so I obviously like I have firsthand experience with it right now. I've had a whole week of of, of Zoom learning. Um, So I I mean, I off the bat or like right from the start, I'll I'll say it's not as bad as I guess maybe, uh, you know, people like have these like before things start, they you know, they like think of all the worst that could the worst things that could be happening, right? Um, You know, but honestly, like you know, there was some speed bumps. Obviously, there's some like some just some weird stuff to get used to. Um, but you know, it's just really hard for like, so I have my, my son is a second grader and my, and my daughter is in kindergarten. So the kindergartners, they just started them out on half days. Like, thank God that was perfect. Like, half day. What is that? 12? Yeah. Basically just ends at lunchtime. So what? 10 to 12 or what? Uh, no. So nine to 1130, but there's nine like breaks and you know, okay. Like they have like a 10 minute break or two 10 minute breaks, I think. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know. Um, so, you know, that is fine, but we'll see how like the, the full days go. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, with my son, he was really frustrated the first couple of days. Cause it's just like, I, I just don't think he was prepared to, like he had to sit there for that long. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. That's why I immediately asked you what time, because I'm taking a, a class on zoom from like nine to 12 and I'm just like, Holy jeez. And it's you're on, literally you're on that kindergarten years. schedule. <laughs> literally between nine and twelve. And I like my body's aching and I'm 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 trying to stretch and I'm I'm laying down and the like it's it's kinda cool because like I'm in my room and I'm in my space 
and I could kind of like lay down for a little bit and just disappear from the camera. But then you got to be up here, like, I guess 85% of the time. So I have to sit there, you know, and the comfortable point, like the comfortness of being in your own home and like having my dog there. Sometimes I could just like you know, yeah, play yeah. with them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but with the kids, bro. Yeah. Oh God. I know your son. What about your daughter? Yeah. So my daughter, like, honestly, she was okay. But again, I think it's because like they had this the half day. Right. So at lunch, like when we break for lunch, she's done. Like she can just, she's like, I'm done. I don't have, she closes her computer and she's like, fine. But she did, she did okay. I mean, I think they're doing a decent enough job of like keeping stuff on the screen. That's like engaging, you know, like yeah. they'll play videos yeah. or they'll like do these, like they have those books that are basically like, you know, they just read to them and, and like, it's like kind of like a, so it's not just uh, the kids and yeah. other people on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, you know, they're doing a good job as I, again, I, no one wants to be in that situation. So I, I, I'm, you know, I'm having like a ton of patience with it. And I think, you know, they're going to figure it out and get better and things are going to improve too. But oh, does, do, do you hear other parents in the background? Yeah. Yeah. Who I had, I was like, I'm almost got through the first day without the F bomb dropping. And like, I was like, Nope, there it is. <laughs> and Kenny was like, did she just say, I'm like, yes. Yeah, man. Just, she did. Just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course the, the, the teacher he, he's really cool too for my son but he's like uh mute please remember please be respectful like <laughs> um and then like another thing too is because i was sitting with him the first day like the whole first right. week because i i i would like work from home yeah uh, i was sitting kind of like in the same room just like to help him along and right and like you know the teacher asked him a question you know and i you know he kind of looks at me like he looks like to the side, at me, you know, and I'm like, oh, like I can't, you know, and then I kind of like said something real quick and he answers. Like what I said. And then like, another kid comes on and he's like, oh, oh, uh, Gideon's cheating. His dad is sitting right next to him. <laughs> and the teacher's like, you got uh, snitched on, bro. I was like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Thanks, Leonardo. Oh, no. <laughs> you, can see the same, you can see the screen name. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you <laughs> oh um, wow. Um, but anyway, you know, I just like I I all kidding aside, like I, I do feel like it's it's gonna be a struggle for like I, I feel for pe- uh, parents who have kids that have like um you know maybe serious disability, like whether it's like autistic or ADHD, because like that's gonna be hard. Yeah. It's gonna be a real, yeah. a real challenge. And if they can't be home. Or if they can't be engaging with the kids all the time, I mean, it's going to be just um, there'll be a lot of challenges that they're going to have to. Or parents are going to have to figure kids. out. Yeah, yeah. Having multiple kids or multiple kids with disabilities and or learning disabilities, especially now not getting that right amount of attention, and especially like you already know the the summer. What is it? The summer. Yeah, like the brain drain, the summer slide. Yeah, summer slide. Yeah, yeah, and and then with this accumulation i'm glad that governor hogan is at least uh reconsidering he came out i believe last week and said we might have to uh reconvene in 90 days see how where the the state is but plus i think it's each state to state like my niece um she's going to a private school and they're doing they're already starting uh school and she's in i believe kindergarten or first grade and they will have him on mads like her mom sent me a picture um, they have they're on mats and they're distance, and they're there three three days a week. And the next kids get uh, switched in, 
and then the next three uh, uh, kids go go back online the next couple of days. And so they do them like they rotate them in, and they're doing it like they're sitting on the floor, and they they have to wear. Uh, I was just talking to my niece. They have to wear a mask the whole day. And so it's interesting how like private schools are going about it versus public schools who who had this whole time to be prepared and come up with a contingency plan, but then finally now you're you're, you're stab like dabbling to figure out what's going on. So that's kind of irritating. Yeah. But as I think I don't have a kid yet. I would have been so fucking heated right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a challenge. I, I can definitely tell like other parents are stretched thin. Um, but you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how things go. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, it's our situation. So that's all we got to do. Gotcha. All right. So next, uh, we have this. Uh, we actually have this audio. So this is a um, a political ad. Um, so we'll go ahead and play that for you next. It's from Cl- uh, Kim Klasik, um, who is running for Congress um, out of Baltimore. She's a, a Republican uh, Republican candidate out of uh, running out of Baltimore. Um, so this is her ad, uh, and it's kind of gotten her like garnered her a lot of attention. Um, so yeah, go ahead and listen in. Do you care about Black Lives? The people that run Baltimore don't. I can prove it. Walk with me. This is the reality for black people every single day. Crumbling infrastructure, abandoned homes, poverty, and crime. Baltimore has been run by the Democrat Party for 53 years. What is the result of their decades of leadership? The murder rate in Baltimore is 10 times the US average. Go to any Baltimore neighborhood and ask this question. Do you want to defund the police? No. No. Absolutely not. I had three sons killed in Baltimore City. And I think if we defund the police office, it's going to be worse than that. The worst place for a black person to live in America is a Democrat-controlled city. It's 2020. Name a blue city where black people's lives have gotten better. Try. I'll wait. Look at this. How are children supposed to live here and play here? Democrats think black people are stupid. They think they can control us forever that we won't demand better and that we'll keep voting for them forever, despite what they've done to our families and our community. Are they right? I'm Kim Klasik and I'm running for Congress because I actually care about black lives. All black lives matter. Our communities matter. Baltimore matters. And black people don't have to vote Democrat. Roll on, Cam. Go ahead, Playboy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, so just to like, clarify, so that's uh, Kim Klasik, if you couldn't hear, but she's, uh, yeah, she's running for Congress. out of Baltimore. Um, yeah, you know, I, I honestly missed it. Um, I mean, she gained a lot of attention from this ad. She actually yeah. ended up getting invited to speak at the uh, RNC. Yeah. Uh, what was that, two weeks ago or last week? Or yeah. Two weeks ago. Um, yeah, but I mean, so I watched it. It's like, um, you know, it's a good ad. Like, I, I'll be it's honest. A good like, ad. In it's terms a good of ad. like, yeah, in terms of like one of the ads for, you know, politics, like, it, like it's good. Like, they did a good job with it. It was a good zinger. But, it's very just like uh it's it's just vague and shallow and there's not right. a really anything in it there's no substance yeah. to it there's no yeah. policy there's no what you're gonna do to improve what your plans are and actually since i didn't really know much about her i went to her website um and you, you can go take you can check out her campaign website um she has like one section <laughs> that has her policies or it's something like campaign goals or i can't even remember how it's worded but there's there's literally like four paragraphs but it's like four things and then like a few sentences underneath it's like use the port of baltimore to improve the economy it's like 
uh, what? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Use the, what Details. Does that, can you, yeah. Like, and you know, so just, again, like I, this whole campaign just seems very light on substance, but like heavy, heavy on the whole, like the message that mm. why not try something different? Mm. Your life's been shitty for, what was it? 50, she said 50, uh, 53 years. Basically, that's what her argument is. Like, yeah. why not? <laughs> so I don't know. What do you think about it? I, I, I thought I thought it was a pretty good, uh, uh, like, as a commercial for a political party, that was a pretty good zinger. But she is completely ignoring the policy and the rhetoric that got there. And she's ignoring completely how, why Democratic cities are majority popularly by inner cities are like where African Americans are, is because after the great, uh, the great migration after out of the South, a lot of African Americans went to where there's work, and those work were in major cities. So now, after white flight and after many many laws of, uh, uh, um, uh, what is it, uh, housing, housing, uh, uh, uh housing. Was it uh, discrimination, uh, wage, uh, lack of wage growth, keeping him in sections of uh, in poor cities, redlining, white flight? With all those things, of course, you're you're, you're going to have dilapidated, dilapidated, dilapidated. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> but yeah, and like, and so she she was like completely ignoring the policy, and I see where she was going with it. And it was good as of a commercial and as a zinger, but nothing more than that, you know, yeah. and hopefully, hopefully while this campaign is ramping up, she'll have more to say and more, more to uh, uh, cultivate and have something more substantial. But I don't think that's the route she's going to go. I think she's going to go with the big, large money and that red dress walking down to Baltimore. Yeah. She's Louise. Yeah, She's yeah. the weed. She definitely hit it. I mean, she got endorsed by Trump and right. basically like after that ad came out, like I said, she got it like went viral. And of course, like the Trump campaign jumped on it. Loved um, but, it. It, but, it but of course, it, it's, it's, it. It's, it's using their playbook, right? I mean, it's yeah. like you said, it's it's like an effective ad. But again, it's like it's basically what Trump says, right? Like he's like, what do you have to lose? And we, right. we've had four years now. We've lost a lot of shit, dude. Like we, <laughs> we're over that message now. We've, we've figured out what we have to lose. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like honestly, like if she, if she wants to have like a, a battle of ideas, I think that might actually be the way to go. But I don't know about just jumping on. I, I think honestly, like tying yourself to the Trump campaign might, um, it might be a complete uh, mistake. But, but as a, any Republican that's coming up, do, like as a, any young Republican that's coming up, is there really any route to go? Because the, the, the Trump party, the Trump um, administration has taken over the Republican Party. I, as I, I, I can say I'm conservative when it comes to my monetary uh, policies. I don't give a fuck about my literature, my, what you do in your bedroom and what you do in your social life. And, I don't, and, and so, like, you're alienating people that potentially could look at the Republican Party as a monarch, as a different way as, uh, to, to govern this country, as just a, not, not going such a uh, 
monolithic ideal of how to govern one place. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so I just don't like how they're trying to like create this race bait. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're jumping on it because she's black. You know what I mean? You know, you're, yeah. she's jumping on it because. Well, there's like, like, there's one, what? There's one African-American. Isn't there only like one in the in, in, in Republican candidate? He was at Tim the Rudy. RNC. Tim, or uh, sorry, uh, yeah, and come, he's actually already in, in in Congress, but yeah. So it's and so you, it's it's it looks weird. It looks tacky. Yeah. And I I, 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 if you know any better, you know to look at the reasons why those cities got there. Yeah. You know why those funds are eliminated from those cities. You know why. Uh, the schools are deteriorating because there's no, the property tax value, it ain't shit. So nobody wants to move there. So of course the schools ain't going to be shit. So the hospitals ain't going to be shit. So it's like, she's ignoring the policies. And I know exactly what she means when she's talking about democratic people, uh, black people voting democratic. Mm-hmm. And she, she, I like the idea that she's juggling things up and shaking, making yeah. you like, maybe not. You know what I mean? I like that idea. But I don't like the zinger. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah but yeah. It, but go girl, girl. You know what I mean? I'm sure people's like heads and thoughts. Yeah. You know? I mean, honestly, like I, like I said, I would welcome, uh, like different Republican candidate. And so that's why that's that's why I was like actually went to her website because I'm like I don't know maybe yeah. she has, you know maybe she doesn't toe the party line, but it just seems like she's like trying to do and that while also hoping, trying that's to what just I'm hoping like she comes back. And takes a look because if you time, like you said, you time yourself to this administration in the long haul, it's definitely not going to be. Yeah, that's not going to resonate with uh, the voters in Baltimore, right? Like yeah. Like I'm just saying, like Trump's general message is not going to resonate. Exactly. She, she has to differentiate herself. But even the Republican Party has to differentiate. Well, sure, now, sure. You know? Right. Like, you can make that bigger argument. Yeah, yeah. Bigger definitely. argument that the the, the, the Trump. He's not a fucking Republican. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck about none of us. You know what yeah, I mean? He's a kind of like an anarchist. I don't he's know. He's an anarchist. <laughs> like, he rules. Like, there was a video. There was a, um, a, a Vice clip that just came out um, about they were interviewing administration. The, um, uh, Nielsen, what's her name? Kristen Nielsen's mm. uh, head of chief. Uh, head of chief. Uh, like, uh, he was. Uh, chief of staff, yeah. Chief of staff, sorry. That's right. And his interview is scary because of the things that he was like, he's like, we're saying, and the things that they were stopping the Trump administration from doing yeah. was just like crazy. And the things that they rolled out was what they rolled out. And we thought they couldn't get, like you said, it thought we couldn't get worse. And now you're seeing, holy shit, it could have been worse. So yeah. it's it, it's it's better for or to understand. There's a bigger part. There's a bigger picture into play, and gotta get, get gotta get the ball rolling out of uh, uh, Trump's administration. You know. Yeah. All right. So we are basically like done with the summer now. Um, it's crazy. Time flew by, but you know. So we've been in lockdown, or we you know we've basically been on social distancing, and uh, you know restaurants, bars, that kind of thing have been closed down now for. Um, I mean, what? So since April, March, March, March. Um, so that's like a long time. And I think, you know, we've obviously spent a lot of time talking about how the pandemic has changed our lives and, and really uh, just the new dynamics that we have to live with. 
Um, but I think what we want to talk about more specifically kind of as a longer topic or more in-depth discussion is the um, effects of this kind of social distancing and like kind of, you know, missing that social aspect. Um, it's replacing with Zoom or it's replacing with like phone calls, text, that kind of stuff. But really that like contact, person to person contact, that meeting your friends or, or hanging out, going out to a restaurant like you did before is, is missing. Uh, and, you know, just really what 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 all of this does to like our social um, our social lives and what it's and how it's affecting us like psychologically. Um, and, and on the flip side, we also have, you know, you're now basically if you have like a, a significant other or a family, um, girlfriend, whatever, boyfriend, then you're 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 stuck primarily with them. And what does that mean? Like, has that caused frustrations? Have that maybe made you closer? Um, so, yeah, let's just dive into into this main topic. Well, I mean, like, this has definitely been a a a a, a personal time to, and and by the way, this is our main topic. So this is our main topic that we're gonna do uh, take a dive into. So uh, it's mental health and wellness during the corona, and it's kind of it, it it just showed me how much how much we need people. It showed me how much people need people how much affection, how much touch that means and that resonates and like how relationships are lubricated by that small touches and how that, that lacking just, it's, it's, it's so weird. I never thought about it like that. I, like, I never thought about it and how much like that was such a comforting thing as a human being and to not to have it now and even catching myself where I'm like, You know, you're like, I want to give you a dab. I want to welcome you. I want to be with you. But then immediately you're hit with a backflash of like, fuck, I don't know if this motherfucker is going to kill me now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this is the guy. That's some some anxiety right there. Yeah. (laughs) I am trying to tell you because after that, if I have any scratch, if I have any cough in my throat, I'm like, fuck, was that him? Was that that guy? And I started thinking about who I talked to, where I was what I touch and it's just like a post-traumatic, you know what I mean? And I can see the stress that it can like resonate with the person, especially if they had it. Mm-hmm. And so even with that, like being carried out afterwards, like, are we ever going to go back to touching each other? You know, are you ever going to feel comfortable like touching doorknobs and, Feel like feel free to interact with this world as you used to before. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't. I, <laughs> right? I don't know if, if it's that rhetorical. I assume like you don't right? actually want me to answer your question. No, I don't want you to answer. <laughs> no. Um, but I do know. Yeah, I do know that this like it is. It was strange because for me, you know, like I I work remotely anyway, right? So I don't right. I don't go into an office. Um, the surrounding area and customers and people that is my office. And so when that basically, yeah, in mid March, when that shut down, I was kind of like locked in my home, which I can still work remotely, but it's all changed now. Right. Like I don't have, I can't go in front of these people and, and I like, they can't see my face unless we did some sort of zoom thing or some sort of WebEx meeting. Um, and it really did change it. Like it, it's really hard. It's like frustrating because, you'll, you'll, 
you think, you know, like you always wonder if like something didn't work, right? Like if I didn't, like I lost the sale or I, you know, they went with somebody else and it's always like, would it have happened that way? If I, if it was just normal, if I could go see them and like interact with them and I, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe not, but that's a pretty good, that's a, that's a mind fuck. Oh shit. Yeah. But it, but it just also makes it frustrating because you're like, well, I I mean, you know, it's like, I I can only like convey so much through email. Right. It's because like, you, you, I, plus you, I don't even know if people are like reading the entire email right you know and it's right. just like one of those things that's really hard and I think that's like kind of where I come at it from like work but I also do want to mention that like it's there's been a silver lining for me because I've been home more and my kids have been home and like while you know that also can like lead to like more tense and like kind of frustrations because we don't really have that separation I honestly feel like I've never been closer to my children mm-hmm. um you know, until this point. Mm-hmm. And like, we've just like, we really just, uh, because we can't get away from each other. Like I've just been like honest with them. Like, I'm sorry, I'm frustrated. Like it's not you, yeah. it's work. Yeah. And I apologize. I didn't mean to like do this. And like, and then the other day I saw my son uh, or like uh, last week and, and, and like he got frustrated Yeah. and he like did something to Evie, like, you know, like knocked her iPad out of her hand. And he like came up and said like <laughs> later he goes like, like a I'm bully. sorry he just like just yeah <laughs> but he was frustrated um, he was frustrated and he and he and he came back and said like I'm sorry I I was frustrated I shouldn't have done that he's like he actually like wow. did the full apology and I'm like oh my god it's working like right. we're we're making progress but um right. I mean I think for me like I, I just want to say that like it's not all doom and gloom I, I I really do truly feel like at least with my like nuclear family like we've gotten closer yeah. And I think that's so important where if you, during this time, during this time, it's been what, seven, eight months now? It's really important what you do with that time. You know, it's really important how, when you get out of this, when you look past this, how significantly you've made the change or the jump that you want to. I feel like this is such a resetter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it has me reengaging with my family especially with my mom a lot more and i like i I was away from my house for a long time so i my heart was kind of lacking so just engaging with her i'm starting to speak my uh my uh, um um amharic in my language and so it's starting to become fluid to me again and just and having that amharic is like language of ethiopia just yeah yeah sorry yeah yeah. no 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 i mean i just i i just to clarify yeah, yeah, even yeah. i wasn't sure i'm like i'm pretty sure that that's the language in ethiopia but I'm not sure. yes <laughs> <laughs> my bad no, no, that's right, that's right. hey you but gotta yeah. learn you gotta learn yeah and so and so having this time with her just just especially understanding like i am my mother's son seeing her mannerisms and seeing her the way she carries her pride and the way she looks at life and the way like the person that I am today, having to this time to spend with her, it's like, oh, you think you are you are an individual? Oh, that's your bit. Like you got that from her. You know what I mean? You got that. You were. It's like I didn't know this was all installed. You know what I mean? And just having that time is it's, it's so um, it's so unique. And I pray I, I cherish it a lot. And I, I I will never and like especially including my new fiance, her being with her and getting her getting uh, us getting to know her. She's older. She's elderly. So we have to watch who we come in contact with mm-hmm. because you don't want to bring it home. 
And so it's just, it's been a, it's been a, a beautiful engagement with my mom and having that new refreshment of understanding. But, you know, like you said, you get, you still get frustrated and like, oh, why yeah. are you still here? <laughs> why yeah. are you still here? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and you just want to go, like, I, I do want to go see my friends, right? Like I want to, like, you know, it's not, it's not something that I did a lot, right? Like I didn't yeah. go, you know, I wasn't every weekend. I wasn't like going out and like, you know, getting drinks or whatever, having, having dinner, but every once in a while, it was nice to like reconnect with your friends, right? To right. have that like outing or that, um, Hey, let's meet up, you know, let's grab a quick like drink at, you know, and catch up and, and right. see how things are going. And like, I do, I, I am kind of missing that because, you know, we have like, I mean, obviously I talk with you and, and, and you know, and Roth and, and stuff and I, that's awesome. But like, you know, some of my other friends that I knew from like when I used to work at other companies and we have like a chat thread, but like, it's just, it's like really hard to keep that. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just strange. Like every. And again, once- it's shown us the, what the importance of like that yeah, human yeah. Ira- interaction and that human touch. You know, I was, uh, I was listening to NPR a couple of days ago and they were discussing how the period in a sentence the period in a text meant some kind of passive aggressive how people looked at it as passive aggressive if you put a period at the end of a word or sentence Uh, and younger generation looked at it as like oh i looked at it as proper grammar (laughs) right and so there's a huge disconnect between what we're saying it's like hey uh, you want to come to a uh, you you want to come to a bar? Sure. Period. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know about that though. <laughs> Period behind. <laughs> sh- <laughs> You're right. That does sound cold. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just I, I was just intrigued, sure. and, and, and we're trying to we're, and, and the whole human experience of figuring out reading body language and facial recognition and facial nuance, mm. all that. It's like we're. I feel like if I'm raising a child right now, I'm raising a child who's about to be a fucking sociopath. Like, we're not gonna understand any, you know, you know, you're not gonna see any kind of expression, especially with face masks and everybody looks like a fucking ninja. So they're just like, I don't know where they're gonna learn these little, like little human body language nuances that speak a lot, but that'll, but. That mean very, you know what I mean? Like you don't know what it, how to express it until you know how to read it, you know? And so it's, it's, it's tough, but, um, I'm good. You're good. You've been yeah. drinking a lot. Uh, drinking the alcohol. No, I've been hitting the gym a lot. That's good. Oh, yeah. You, so you're back at the gym. Oh, like my fucking church. Yeah. Like I go there Monday. How is Tuesday. it? It's, it's, to it's, feel- to feel weird feels it just feels pretty much normal but everyone's kind of like keeping distance and and all that yeah and there's not a lot of people coming anyway right there's not a lot of people going anyway so the distance and i and i and and like for my mental health it's brought me so much um like that's my that's my like serenity because like you know what i mean just being congested in one space and i need that extra second room i need that extra place where you could go bent out that extra uh, energy that's pent up. You know what I mean? Like, and I think them, even with gyms figuring out, going through this process of 
like when they're there, they're cleaning the, my gym. They're like, even the staff that are recruiters or whatever, not the personal trainers. Mm. Once in between, I see them like hourly. There's, a, there's two janitors that are cleaning. They have, each station has a Kleenex and a spray. Uh, each person I see that are like, who is going understands and values that this is now a privilege and we don't want to lose their privilege. And so we're like, everybody's on it. You know what I mean? Everybody's aware and conscious about their movements and their, and, and so I love that wellness interaction that I'm having at the gym. And so I like if that was taken away. I like, I know how frustrating I would be. And I know how frustrating and this, the people that I talk to at the gym, you know what I mean? And how much like peaceful peace that has brought them in their life. And then I'll see like several guys that you haven't seen in a while you see like bulking up you so you're not bulking up at me like they put on weight because everybody's like you're just sitting at home you know what i mean yeah and that corona weight that's where I, like i'm referring away yeah corona weight well i mean i did see like a i mean it's good you know people need to stay healthy and like i've just yeah. been doing a lot of stuff at home and and then like um actually today i did like a workout outside while my kids like played in the on their bikes like i just um you know took a mat out there did some abs push-ups mm-hmm. like all kinds of stuff um, but I, I've also saw that like alcohol sales um, are like way up during um, during the pandemic. And, you know, that makes sense because people are obviously, <laughs> well, they're at home and there's less to do, but they're also, you know, I mean, people are right. It's, it's easy to take you're comfort earlier. You're starting earlier. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you know, that's something that I think, you know, we may not know the true effect of until kind of like, uh, you know, if and when there's a vaccine and people start getting out more. But I mean, you know, I, I think that is a little bit alarming to see that, um, you know, because alcohol can become one of those things that very much becomes a crutch and something that you have to like lean on more and more and more. And it can right. be down a, it's a slippery slope. I mean, let's just put it that way. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. And, 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 you know, having families in those situations, having a lot of domestic calls, especially domestic calls have gone, domestic violence has gone up. And, it's 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 like I said. It's also depend what you do between this time. You either gonna become a fucking alcoholic or you're gonna become a chef. You know, and I, 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 <laughs> that's your window. Right? That's your window. <laughs> you either gonna learn how to fucking cook or you're gonna become a fucking alky. And and I and I I I've been personally. I've been the other side. I've been the alcoholic. I've drunk my fucking weight twice over. And so it's. Uh, I'm just gonna go the other way, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're we're drinking like a couple of days ago, and just the, the the tiredness on the body. Now you can just feel it, <laughs> you know. Oh, I know. And, Believe and me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I turned 37 uh, in and a few months, it, and, and like it, I, I it, the, it the fogginess me. of the brain. Yep. And I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm. I'm not. I'm not with it. So I, I rather. I rather clock out on that sense. But yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm, I see clients that have engaged, um, in more more of uh, a mental health situation. They're engaging a lot in yoga and 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 uh, uh and um, what is it called? Uh, like meditation. Meditation. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's like you said. You, you, I think you said it. It's really just like, it's a good opportunity to also 
like really pay attention to like the situations that we're just we're stuck in right now right just I don't. unfortunately you can't do anything about it so you might as well be present in what wherever you are whatever space you're in um, be conscious be conscious be conscious of, of, of who you are and where you want to go yeah. and where you yeah. want out of this yeah yeah we said when we reset the reset right. uh, <clears throat> you want to yeah. be you want to be on the positive side when we're coming out of this yeah definitely yeah. all right well uh i just want to say thanks for everyone for listening um i hope you like the new format you know let us know um you guys can you know give us feedback if that's your thing yes uh, we're email on, us yeah text us. we're on a us. you know we're on instagram uh tati, Pod, uh tati podcast we also have a facebook page now mm. we are on the facebook that's right on so the yeah just Mark. it's the american and the immigrant podcast you can just search it and you'll find it uh we have a page there um so you know we're gonna we're planning on posting some stuff there like maybe using the social media a little bit better than what we've been uh, yeah. in the past but again you know we appreciate it let us know what you think and uh we hope you enjoyed the show yes yeah. we'll be here and uh see you guys next week yep all right take care everyone Bye.